0: Welcome to episode 281 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Sunday, 5th of September, 2021.
1: The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA. Jensen USA, where you will find a great selection of products at unbeatable prices with unparalleled customer service. Check them out at JensenUSA.com slash The Spokesman. Hey, everybody, it's David from the Fredcast, and of course, I'm one of the hosts and producers of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast since 2006. For show notes, links, and other information, check out our website at
2: wwwthe And now, here's my fellow host and producer, Carlton Reed and the spokesman.
0: Bike fitter and author Phil Cavell recommended paddleboarding as a complimentary activity for cyclists a couple of episodes ago. On Friday, we took him up on that suggestion, booking a two-hour private tour with a guide. The we was me, Colton Reed, and my hospital doctor wife, Jude. The paddleboarding was great, but the guiding left a lot to be desired. There were no safety briefings beforehand or during, precious little instruction and almost no communication while we were out on the water. To all intents and purposes, we were left to our own devices. And if on the beach I hadn't asked a few key questions, we would have been ignorant of some key techniques. As beginners, we were expecting more. Or maybe we were just spoiled because we had just come back from a glorious three-day mountain biking trip in the Cairngorms glorious partly because of the Scottish Highland scenery, but also because of some expert handholding and gentle encouragement from Chris Gibbs, head guide of Inverness headquartered international mountain bike holidays company H&I. Chris Gibbs was originally a soundtrack writer and composer. Some years ago, he went to Japan in search of adventure, but instead fell in love with the outdoors, becoming a mountain bike guide. For H&I, he has led mountain bike tours all over the world during the last decade. But he is most at home, literally, in Scotland. Thanks to Shimano, we were lucky enough to have Chris to ourselves and he made guiding look effortless. As well as being super warm and friendly, he was clearly on top of his game He has several mountain guiding and first aid qualifications and is a bike fettling tutor for Velotech. During lockdown, he topped up his technical knowledge, diving deep into Shimano's tech sheets, including jenning up on the EP8 electric bike platform. Normally a Yeti acoustic bike rider, he joined us on EP8 equipped Merida 160 electric mountain bikes. Our two and a half day trip started at Inverness railway station with Chris meeting us with a van.
1: Hey, how's it going? Good to see you again. Hi, I'm Chris. Nice to meet you.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Let
1: me grab your luggage. The van's parked just around the the side, yes.
0: It's great that we're getting you to ourselves. Well, you
1: say that now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've got a
1: pretty reasonable forecast for the next few days. So.
0: And where are we riding? Are we getting picked up from the hotel and then going out? So we're
1: basically our own little unit this week. So um, today we'll get up to the office, have something to eat for you guys, and um, we'll sort of do an introduction to the bikes, get everything set up and, and basically faff around. For getting everything sorted and then this afternoon we'll go for a little local ride we've got some good trails just out the back of the office and some little secret spots and things that we can just have a play and get used to them and then tomorrow i'm going to pick you up and we'll go down to the Kangoms, and we'll head down to the Kangoms there for sort of a day of two halves like lots of kind of playing around with the motor and trails that lend themselves to that mm-hmm. and then we'll um, and then we'll head out for a bit of a wilder adventure
0: And how wild and gnarly is it for somebody who might not be completely 100 percent? I'm I'm (laughs) being diplomatic here. It
1: can be uh, it can be as wild and gnarly as you'd like it to be, and it can be as chilled out as you like it to be. You know, it's just us, so um, we can tailor it to you guys. You know, and if you want to push the envelope, we can certainly find spots. And if you say, Chris, I'd really like to do this, a really nice sedate ride and then have a really good <laughs> coffee. We can also do that as well. <laughs> and we can factor a bit of skills in as well, if you like, yeah. mm-hmm. that's, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You know what though, I actually, one of the things I like about e-bikes actually, that sort of, I guess the moment that it clicked for me was I started downpowering everything mm-hmm. and there'd be climbs that I would physically never make on a regular bike. Yeah. Oh, and like super technical or super steep or whatever it was, things that I wouldn't be able to achieve. And then down powered e bike gave me just enough that I was still working physically really, really hard, mm-hmm. but suddenly I was able to make things that I wouldn't have done. And that just was a little
0: bit extra off. Oh.
1: Yeah, just yeah, exactly that. And you're still using quite a lot of technical skill mm-hmm. and you're still, you know, your heart rate's still way up there. Mm-hmm. And that's when I sort of, I guess, had a light bulb and went, oh, this is, this is actually really good fun. I think just mountain, mountain bikes, but all bikes, are just this amazing tool for adventure. You know, you, it just gets you to places that you wouldn't see on foot, and you wouldn't be able to do in a day otherwise. And obviously I'm very mountain bike focused, and the kind of views and the places you can get to behind a mountain bike are a second to none. And like you say, it's just, you can't, no one ever comes back from a mountain bike ride and feels worse you only ever feel better. Mm -hmm. Right, this is us uh, arriving. Cool. Perfect, let's go set up some bikes. So Carlton, let's do yours first. At the moment, we're just releasing some air from the fork. So for Jude, she's quite a lot lighter than the last person to ride this bike. So we're just softening the suspension up, basically in an air fork and shock, The air is acting as a spring so we're just getting that set to your weight and then that way the bike's going to maneuver and move over the the terrain as best as it can and be most efficient and most comfortable for you one more time let's stand up as if we're descending yeah definitely brilliant let's have a quick look at the bike so you're to turn the thing on it's here So with these models, we can remove the battery. So it will come out of here, but we don't need to right now. And you can, or you can charge the battery within the bike, either one. Once you've pressed and held that for a couple of seconds, you get a display up here. At the moment, the motor is off. So there's no assistance. Press that arrow, you get one bar. That's you in eco mode. So, (laughs) eco doesn't sound like that. So, (laughs) that's 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 not eco. So, one bar, and that's your kind of minimum assistance. Two bars, that's you in trail, and three bars, that's you in boost. So, you're going to get the maximum power kicking in as quickly as it can. So, this is the Shimano EP8 motor. So, the most recent um, and newest motor from Shimano. So, when they were putting this out, it's uh, a big kind of big part of it was the fact that it was smaller, sleeker which means that a bike can be a lot more nimble and a lot more sort of maneuverable and playful without all that weight and bulk of older motors in it about it was designed around still feeling like riding a regular bike so that natural pedal feel but i guess kind of the way the way i often think about it is that it's it's like you you're still using your legs but it's like you've been given really strong legs and what I, I really like the fact that it is so customizable. So you can power things right down and if you're kind of trying to get a training ride out of it, so you definitely can get your own heart rate up and you can power that right down more or you can boost it right up so you've got maximum power. It's all working for you and that's kind of coming from the the software side of things that you're able to control from the app and from eTube and, and then eRide can display for you as well. On top of that with this this bike it's built into a 160 travel bike so it's a very capable mountain bike it's designed for mountain biking it's not just a sort of commute up and down canal path. you know this is for going up up big mountains and then coming down them again what i'd encourage you to do up here a little bit is kind of shift the gears but play around with the cadence you spin and just see how it reacts to different cadence and different pedaling
2: But yeah, if you can get the spin up. What's the left shifter for? What's that, sorry? The left shifter, is that the front? No, there's only one ring at the front.
1: On your left is the dropper post, remote. Uh, and also the,
2: what's the, the display.
1: For? So that's to swap between modes.
2: Ah, uh, okay, no. So, on that's the shifter your, as well, no.
1: You don't have a shifter, that's the dropper post.
2: Oh, is it? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Sorry.
1: No, no, no. That's fine. So when you press that and put weight on the saddle, it will drop. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. So how does it compare to what you're used to? Uh,
2: it's nice to have gears.
1: <laughs> yep. It's like we were saying earlier, it's as customizable as you want it to be. So... If all you want is Eco Trail and Boost, fine. But as you kind of develop as a rider and you start to want more from your bike and to understand a little bit more as well, that's when you can get into the depths of it. I think now it's getting harder and harder to distinguish between them because, like, the EP8 motor's small. You know, it's small and discreet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, frames now, some of the most modern, it's quite hard to tell the difference. And the EP8 was a much sort of sleeker designed motor than its predecessors. And you look at it and the bottom bracket area, you actually do need to look to notice. Um, And we've got three e-bikes altogether, so we are hearing them. But if you were to compare this to older motors or also kind of different brands, each one sounds a little bit different and this is significantly quieter. And if you listen now, and a bit more gravel, you're hearing more trail than you are motor. So this is all part of the Great Glen Way. We're gonna branch off this in a second. So it's a tight left just round the root ball just up here, if the gate's closed. Yeah, it is. So just follow my line, we're going nice and wide round here.
2: Oh, no, I'm not going wide.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A little bit wider than that.
2: Yeah, sorry. Do
1: you wanna have a go at that, Jude? I'm not sure I'll be able to do that. That's okay, so like, you wanna keep traction on the bike, so you don't wanna stand up pedal. Uh-huh. you want to kind of spin into it keeping a bit of weight on the saddle and just spinning up so where we are this is kind of a big local riding spot so going up to the very top end here that takes us up to some pretty steep and gnarly trails like <laughs> half of the scottish world cup downhill t- scene practices in this spot so you often see uh, some pretty uh, pretty handy riders around that around that side goes down to sort of the Great Glen Way and this takes us down to Face Inverness. So we could pop down in here, we'll get a couple of views, some nice easy descending, and then we can link back into the forest and there's a few little up downs and things we can play on and have a bit get a bit of a feel for the bikes as well without jumping into anything super committed up here. Okay, Jude, so we're about to go down a slightly steeper, still fire road, Uh but kind of rocky like you can see. Yeah. So this is the time to make use of that dropper post. Get the saddle right out the way. Yeah. And just start descending nice and big and open. So like up here, like a big gorilla. So you've got loads of room for the bike to move underneath you. So the thing to get used to now, you've got 160 mil of suspension. So you don't need to turn around every rock. If you can keep loose in your arms and legs, the bike's gonna soak it up for you. So just nice and down this line here on the left. Good job. Just here's perfect. Well done. Sorry. No, no, don't apologize.
0: (laughs) Oh look, look back. That's quite steep.
1: Quite steep, quite rocky. (laughs) the trick to all this stuff and the more and more you're familiar with the bike you get is looking far far ahead so like uh-huh. look where you want to be because if you look at if you look at the tree you're going to hit the tree if you look past the tree you're going to sail right past That's it, it. Yeah. i'm sure there's a lesson for life in there mm-hmm. and just that nice and soft in your arms and in your legs like you've got this much suspension in the bike but you've got this much in your legs and arms so like working with the bike like i almost think sometimes you can just look at everything and treat it like a pump track really, so with mountain biking, a lot of people look at a good rider and they go, their first response, if, or their first sort of impression of it, if they, don't, if they don't ride themselves, they're like, they're so aggressive, but they're not aggressive, they're just really active. So they're using their body to absorb the lumps and push down into the holes, and so their body and their bike are moving loads underneath them, mm-hmm. but their head is staying nice and still, and if your head is nice and still because everything else is moving, then that's how you feel really in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you look at good videos, you see like the, the bikes are going way out to the sides and over, up and down, but you could almost draw a line from where their their vision and their head stays. Same with good skiers and all sorts. Yeah, yeah perfect. We're gonna continue down here. It's gonna bring us into a really beautiful bit of forest mm-hmm. and then we can pick and, pick and work our way sort of back up and over. Yeah, nice yeah. one. Does smooth out here a little bit. <laughs> so we want a solid grip of the bar. And we only need that one finger for pulling on the brake.
2: Uh, okay. And you'll just
1: feel a little bit more control. Right, It'll okay. take a minute to get used to, but you'll just feel a little bit more stable on the bars.
2: Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's like a mountain biking.
1: It's all right. The point is to come and have some fun.
2: Yeah. I
1: like the uphills. <laughs> you know what? I do. I'm a, I'm a big fan of climbing as well, actually. And I know, uh
2: Uphills and wide downhills. It's very much the same as ski slope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see. So, as someone that you know, rode mountain bikes and has ridden other bikes and hasn't spent much time on an e mountain bike, like how does it like? Does it feel like riding a bike to you?
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But it's um, just that mountain bike feel, isn't it? You still got that mountain bike feel, you, whether it's an e bike or not an e bike.
0: Yeah, you don't you don't feel
2: as though you're riding a
1: motorbike. No. That's that's and that's I think what I think the, one of the biggest strengths of the EP8 is it does feel like mountain biking. You know, it feels it doesn't feel like you have a motor that's doing all the work. It just feels like you are pedalling, and then you have as much or as little assistance as you want. I quite mm. like it because sometimes you just feel like it still feels like your own legs, they yeah. just got really strong. <laughs> Have you tried boost mode yet? Uh,
2: Is that number three? All three, yeah. Yeah, that's what got me up that hill.
1: Okay, right.
2: (laughs) A fast spin and boost mode. Yep. (laughs) Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Into a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Did you look at
1: the tree? (laughs) I don't know.
2: (laughs) Good job. There you go. Didn't quite get the timing of that one right. Yeah.
1: That's the thing as well, you know, like, I think, again, with e-bikes, a lot of people go, oh, the motor takes away all all need for skill, and it doesn't, there's still timing, there's still, and you still do need a skill to ride them, or need many, many skills to ride them well. And I I think that it's it's good to come out and find that actually some technical sections are still hard.
0: Our induction afternoon over, we were shuttled to our luxurious lodging, the historic Bun Crew House, beside the Bewley Firth, a stone's throw from H&I's new build, HQ. Chris joined us for the Silver Service dining that evening, and we used those calories on the following day's ride in the Rothy Mercus Estate, just outside Aviemore.
1: All right, team, so we're down in the Cairngorms today, and riding just outside of Avimore at the moment. What we're gonna do for, for this morning's ride is we're gonna kind of pick up some of the really famous and like amazing sights of this area and really scenic trails, but we're gonna thread it and piece it together with all the little local bits, a secret single track. So there's loads of little punchy arps, nice rolling bits, and this area's got loads of flowy forest trail in it. Later in the day, we'll head out a much wilder, but this morning gives a great place to test out the engagement of the motor like how quick it engages you'll definitely notice the kind of quietness of it as well it will give us a chance to play with some of the modes so we can head for some steep techy terrain feel how the different modes play out and each one of us will kind of find different places that we find more comfortable or less comfortable and how we ride it in different ways so the trails will lend themselves to showcasing everything that we've got working with us today And for this bit, you want a lot of control as you're going down and up and sort of undulating. So nice to start off in eco mode. Okay. And then as yeah. you come around the turn, then maybe flick it into trail and see how you feel kind of punching up through the roots. Okay. So technical move
2: coming up. Oh, shoot, no. <laughs> Isn't it in the right gear or the right mode, I don't think. that bit.
1: I put that in trail mode and uh, it was nice, uh-huh. Boosty. This is for here. We're now on kind of this sort of flowy forest bit up and down undulating. It's quite a good place to feel for that kind of pedal feel of the motor. Like, so because you are kind of on and off the pedals and doing little pedal strokes, you get the kind of feeling of that natural pedal from mm. the motor. Nice one, you can lead, just keep going down and stop when you get to the wee lock. Good, more confident today. So we're just coming up to Loch Eelan and as we come round here, we're going to turn to the right and there's a complete labyrinth of routes. So it's quite a good little spot to uh, play around, probably in trail mode for now and just see how many of the routes you can burst through. So Loch Eelan translates as lock of the island. So we're about to kind of drop down just into here and we'll have a look at the island, which oh. does have the ruins of a castle on it. Oh. So that was the Wolf of Bairdnock's castle. So this oh. is Bairdnock and Strathsfey. And if you've ever seen Braveheart, Wolf of Bairdnock is the first guy that gets beheaded. Oh. <laughs> Not the most factually accurate film in the world. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good spot. In the winter, well, this last winter, it completely froze over. And I mean, thick ice, thick enough that people were walking out to it and all sorts. Wow. You can swim out inside. It's pretty overgrown now. But yeah. there's stories of this underwater causeway. So it's one of these kind of footpaths under the water, three steps forward, five steps to the right, three steps forward, kind of a bit like Indiana Jones, out to wow. get to the castle. But a pretty cool little spot. And it doesn't take long before you feel like you're getting out there and kind of away from... From everyone else, right? Yeah, perfect. We'll continue round the lock and then I think we're going to go and pick up something a little bit more adventurous.
2: Wrong gear. <laughs> Nearly made it. Good job. Just the wrong gear for that last section.
1: Big difference from yesterday. Uh-huh. Nice. So now we've got you in a much nicer stance for riding let's try and get you just a little bit looser as well Uh so in the next couple of turns so the bike's always going to go where you point your eyes so let's try and look around and through the turns a bit more instead of just turning with the bars let's try and lean the bike a little okay so like an example would just be in here great looking like a mountain biker now And this is called the Rocky Road. So you kind of know what you're getting here for. Okay. <laughs> and it's actually quite a nice little bit of trail because it goes between two different for- forest boundaries here in Rothy side over to in Shriek. There's one split in the trail and you just need to stay to the left-hand side. And you can lead this, go up front and okay. try and have a play with looking f- far ahead uh-huh. and ante- anticipate the trail for what, what mode you would be in and also what gear you need. So try and like, you know, those little steep punch-ups through the roots kind of be in the right mode and the right gear to give you the best chance of success for them. Because uh-huh. I think quite, you'll have quite a lot of fun for this. There's some nice wide, wide lines round all through the rocks, but you'll see how as we go. And when we get to a little stream crossing, that's where we'll stop and meet up again. Yeah, if we're spread out. Go for it, okay. have some fun.
2: Huh? Hi, okay. Sorry. Just watching ahead and thinking,
1: that's uh, quite impressive. Uh, being that you tried to avoid, avoid every single rock yesterday, but now she's riding over the top of them all.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to look ahead, and the bike sort of just goes where it wants to go. <sighs> yeah.
1: Good job. Keep it going. When we're in, because you're in quite a nice little rhythm there, riding well. Mhm. That's night and day from first thing yesterday. Yeah. Oh, Oh, she's going straight for it. I like it. Look at that. (laughs) Nicely done. That was fun. Yeah, that's a big difference from yesterday.
2: Yeah. How reliable is the battery sign? How reliable is what? Sorry? The battery sign, because according to this, I've not eaten into the battery at all. Oh, yeah,
1: no, that's fine. I mean, if you've been on Eco and a little bit of trail,
2: yeah.
1: And you've got a big 630 watt hour battery in there, so you haven't eaten into it yet. Me neither.
2: That's cool. I'm used to using half my battery on the way, to, on the way up to work
1: oh ah, okay yeah well we've been riding quite efficiently as well in spin and things if we started throwing it into boost and just boosting everything
2: uh-huh. then
1: you'd find we'd kind of start to eat into that battery more but because we're riding efficiently we can get quite a lot of mileage out of them
2: yeah and it's not half the fun is actually getting the workout as well yeah
1: exactly So as we go up here now, we've got a couple of little water splashes. There are little bridges at the side, but after your last performance, I think you need to take the water every time. <laughs> after you, go for it, have some fun. No, oh, thank you. <laughs>
2: I'm stopping now.
1: You just got tidal waved.
2: Yeah. You're
1: gonna have to be faster next time we're getting back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've got wet feet, I've got wet feet now.
1: <laughs> that looked quite impressive from behind.
2: You wanted me to squeal, you did on purpose. However, <laughs> I bought some dry socks. You have? I've bought dry socks, you haven't. <laughs> it's not a Scottish
1: bike ride until you've got wet feet anyway. <laughs> By the time you've been through a few streams smashed your way through the pine trees for an exfoliation it's practically a spa treatment. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Day 3 and Jude now much more confident on the bike and we headed into Glen Feshie
1: now we're in the heart of Glen Feshie, So this is a slightly lesser known area of the Cairngorms, a bit further out from Aviemore, a little bit wilder, more rugged and
0: sort of big open Scottish Glen. Now you brought us out here because we weren't going to go here this morning. We were going to go uh, overlooking Loch Ness Aye. and then we were driving out here and you had this brainstorm and you thought well let's look at the App, you can tell us about the the actual weather app, or you are using a selection mm. of weather apps <laughs> to then zoom in. You, and then you thought, well, it's going to be weather, basically, exactly how we've got it. So tell us the apps you were using and, and how you use those. You triangulate those three to get the weather for a very, very, very small place. Mm. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I think firstly it comes from being being local and knowing the
1: weather a little bit and when you're a mountain bike guide in Scotland you get pretty used to looking at weather forecasts and knowing and trying to keep everyone as much as you can in in the dry in the sun and in all the best places but I tend to use the mountain weather information service which is MWIS And I use an app called Windy, which is a weather radar, and you can put on lots of different parameters of kind of wind, rain, pressure. And then I also use a combination of the Met Office and YR as well. So most mornings start with looking at a lot of weather. And uh, over the course of the years I've been guiding, I've become quite a weather geek. It's almost like a fun challenge to try and keep yourself in the best spot at the best time. But also even it starts to um, affect how you time a ride. You know, you want to be in a certain place by a certain time to either avoid rain or or wait till it's backed off and that sort of thing as well. So it's a weather
0: implement uh, weather, I guess, influences everything we do up here. So keeping on the apps angle here. So we're here on a Shimano trip. Now, Shimano's got two apps that Mm. you're going to show me. So we're we're in a beautiful forest uh, in we're actually technically we're not in the sunshine right now. But Jude, who fell into the river a, a, a wee bit before, unfortunately, is is basking lizard-like in the sunshine just drying <laughs> it's drying out it's drying out but you're now going to show us the apps so we're in the forest and you're now going to show us the apps that that basically mesh with these machines yeah and i guess
1: the thing with with the with the epa and the full of shimano systems is there are 35 years in the making and the development and all sorts of, and they play well with all the systems on the bike the drive trains the motor the brakes everything kind of works well together but particularly this app so the first one we're going to look at is eTube so eTube is where it's an app that lets you customize how the motor behaves it also would let you um look at your di2 components and run diagnostics of the full system whether that's the display whether it's the motor you know all those individual components the shifters and everything that goes along with either di2 or with the e-bike motor itself but This is, we were talking about where you can have two different profiles on this. And you might have one set up for max power, for instance, where you're going out with all your mates and you want to go as fast as possible up and down everything. Or you might set one massively powered down and that's for you to kind of work as a training ride or a training profile or anything in between. So as much as you can imagine. So you've got that eco trail and boost in each profile, but you can customize each one and how
0: it feels. And how geeky do you have to be to get into the gubbins of
1: that? I think, actually, it's super simple. It's really intuitive. If you can work a stereo, you can work this.
0: because
1: oh, me out. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, this one, it's got really easy sliding bars. You know, you look at it, you slide across and you go, OK, I'm in eco mode at the moment, and I'm going to slide that up so that the power comes in as quickly as possible or that eco is as powerful as it can be. I'm using that full 85 newton metres. Or potentially you want it to come in later and be a lot slower in how, it, how the power ramps up. And you can do that across every one of the settings in Eco, Trail and Boost. So you can really kind of customise the feel of the bike. And some people like that. I, I particularly like it quite powered down so that I'm still working physically really hard, but I'm able to make things that I wouldn't do if I was on a, an acoustic bike or a regular bike.
0: And then if you're on a, a mid-ride... Hmm and for instance, the weather came out, you were using the apps and you, it was totally opposite to what the app had told you. It's like, suddenly you got sunshine and you think, actually, we'll go out for a longer ride. So would you just use uh, on the handlebars or would you, would you actually go to the, the app and think, oh, well actually, I'll, I'll, I'll change the profile on the app. So, I mean, you could do both. They're quite easy to switch between. So, profile, but switching
1: between profile one and profile two, you could do just from the display and just from the bars. So, you would do that
0: in advance. You, yeah, you'd so, set up
1: your favorite profiles. Exactly. Right. Or potentially halfway through the ride you're going i want to stretch this motor and stretch this battery as far as i can so then you could start to come in and really customize that and it's just a case of firing up the bluetooth between the two connecting your phone up and having a look through you can do a physical connection as well uh, from your laptop to uh, to and through one of the ports on the display but very simple with a phone or a tablet just to kind of bluetooth and connect on through
0: OK, well, we are now getting, as you can imagine, we are getting a little bit eaten by midges, so we ought to, to get on going again. But let's talk about H&I. As we're riding through mm. these beautiful woods, let's, let's talk about what H&I does, where you've been, and if people are, are looking to book f- for the Kangums, what they can expect, the kind of trips that you do, basically. Sure so thing. If, if we talk about that as we're going. Aye. So H&I, Chris, first of all, what does H&I stand for, if anything, nowadays? (laughs) It used to stand for Highlands and Islands. Uh, Since it
1: became international, now it's just H&I.
0: So the the, the, the website, tell us what the website is, because that is not H&I. So Mountain Bike Worldwide,
1: um, at the time that was, it's now Worldwide Adventures. So H&I is us as a guiding company and Mountain Bike Worldwide is the landing page to uh, access all those worldwide adventures across 17 locations in the world now. So we have three trips here in Scotland, and that is um, the Highland Odyssey, which goes through the Cairngorms and then out to the west coast and up into Torridon, the big northwest. We have the Cairngorms itself, which is based here in the Cairngorms for the full week of riding. And then we have the Coast to Coast, which is an east-west traverse.
0: Thanks to Chris Gibbs of H&I for the expert guiding and to Shimano for the experience. Thanks also to Sean Stanfield of Fusion Media for setting up the whole shebang. The next episode of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast will feature on-bike nutrition with a side helping of ancient Roman energy food. But meanwhile, get out and ride.